We are back for another episode of SJHL Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, media manager for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And of course, every episode of SJHL Insider on our podcast, whether it be on Apple or Spotify, is presented by SGI. But of course, our shows would not be possible without the great sponsors that we have across the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Cantera Seeds, Sastel, Capital Auto Mall, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Chevrolet, Tourism Saskatchewan, Direct West, SGI, like I mentioned, SGEU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, and RBC. Thank you so much for your great support. And without their support, we uh, wouldn't be able to put on these shows each and every week. So once again, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, once again, for supporting SJHL Insiders and, of course, SJHL Weekly, which also airs on Mondays. On today's show, we're going to recap a couple of couple of games on Tuesday and Wednesday, but we'll also be joined by the play-by-play voice of the Melfort Mustangs, Matt Barrett. And the Mustangs have turned it around a little bit in the last uh, about a week as they've won three straight, and we'll see uh, what's kind of been uh, the reason for their uh, little hot streak that they're on as we bring in Clark Monroe. Clark, how are we doing today? Oh, it is wonderful, Jeremy. Always good to be uh, talking SJHL on a Thursday. I can't wait to get into this. And you know what? It's shaping up to be a uh, very exciting week and a very busy week. We say that every Thursday, but this uh, this week in particular with a lot of interesting matchups in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But before we get into that, let's uh, recap uh, the last two days. Yeah, so we're going to get into it here uh, as we kick off the show with the hat trick. <laughs> Obviously, again, like Jeremy said, it hasn't been the quickest start to the week. Obviously, only a couple of games to go back and look at, but we might as well start back on Tuesday and have a look back at that one. Jeremy, what stood out for you early this week? Well, both these teams into on Tuesday, Flynn Flon and Nipwin were trying to get back in the win column after suffering losses uh, uh, the previous week, and Flynn Flon with an impressive 4-1 win. On Tuesday in the cage, it's a busy week for the Flin Flon Bombers on the road. Four games on the road, and to start it off uh, that way, pretty darn good. And then last night in the SJHL, two games on the schedule. The Melford Mustangs, like I kind of alluded to it, uh, they were 4-1 winners over the Weyburn Red Wings at home. They have now won three games in a row. And the Humble Broncos with a big 6-2 win on the road in Wilcox against the Notre Dame Hounds. They have now won back-to-back games. Games, and now they have two big home games this weekend, uh, also on their parents' weekend. And, of course, uh, all of our scoreboards are presented by Sask Lotteries. I guess when we look at those scores, I know it's only a, a trio of games, but what kind of stands out for you? Well, uh, I, for first off, Humboldt, um, you know, getting back into the win column again, six goals, six different goal scorers. Uh, so that's always uh, good to see when you get distribution like that evenly across your entire roster. Uh, Melfort, like you said, continuing their last little hot week there. Uh, Zach Summers with a nice uh, game in that one. And uh, Flynn Flon, like you said, uh, another uh, four goals from four different of their big producers. So uh, you see those teams getting uh, a lot of production from different guys, and it's good to see for those teams uh, in this early start of the week. And for the Weyburn Red Wings, who took on the Melfort Mustangs yesterday, that was also their first game in about... 10 or 11 days. So it's always difficult when we talked about it with Kindersley, I do believe last week, uh, when you have a, an extended time off and then returning to the ice, it's always tough to kind of 
you know, get right back on track, especially because Weyburn was playing some really good hockey going into uh, into that break and now a tough loss to Melford. They have a day off today and then uh, two big games this weekend. But um, a tough start to a three-game and four-night road trip for the Weyburn Red Wings. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, like you said, they were on the right track. So hopefully uh, once they get back into it, maybe their legs are back under them against a, a tough opponent in Melford too. So can't take anything away from them as Melford has been playing really good hockey in the last, like you said, week and a half or so. Um, so let's see Weyburn. I'm, I'm curious uh, to see how they can get back going. And uh, Willens as well, getting mm-hmm. the goal for them. Uh, he's been one of the most consistent players on that team throughout the season. So not surprised to see his name on the score sheet. And uh, we'll see if they can cont- maybe get back to the, to the regular scoring or, uh, the, later this week. Now, we touched on Melfort, three wins in a row, and one of the big reasons for Melfort's success when they've been winning hockey games this season has been their goaltending. Yeah, goaltending, and, and let's have a look at that now, actually, if you if you bring up the stats for the top five goaltenders in the SJHL at this moment, uh, and you'll see a Melfort Mustang on this list, Joel Favreau, uh, of course, uh, at the bottom, but he has kind of jumped into that spot, uh, putting up some really impressive play lately, and you mentioned it wasn't just him. Mm-hmm. No, I mean they've been they've been getting solid goaltending. I think for the most part all year, which is great to see for Melford. If you're a Melford Mustangs fan, but if you look at this leaderboard, of course Josh Kotai up at the front with a 9.42 save percentage. Last time we looked at the goalie stats, we looked at uh, the goals against average, the leaders in goals against average, and today we're looking at the save percentages because I think save percentage is a lot more fair of a. Uh, kind of a comparison of where goaltenders are at mm-hmm. at the junior a level you have to look at their save percentage compared to their goals against average because i don't think their goals against average really speaks to how well a goaltender is playing of course of course harman laser hume up in flin flon's been outstanding all year a 933 oh. save percentage and that goals against average is just above two and then dawson smith there's a prime example his uh, goals against average is 2.53 but a 932 save percentage and we've talked about how important dawson smith has been for the LaRange Ice Wolves, along with Topher Chirico as well. So uh, one thing to mention that's not on this board, we see, yes, these are the top five goaltenders when it comes to save percentage in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, but I know early on we were talking about how good the play of all the goaltenders have been so far this season. Uh, 13 goalies in the SJHL have a save percentage above 900 going into Friday night's games so it speaks to how well you know the goaltenders have played so far this season yeah and some of those guys again who aren't on this list we've sung their praises often throughout Mm -hmm. this season so far like I think of Caleb Allen who's sitting in that 13th spot that you just mentioned 900 save percentage but how often have we said wow Caleb Allen you know he really pulled that one out for for Yorkton he was the Mm -hmm. a big reason why they won in insert game here Caleb Allen has been that guy Uh, we've seen big performances from Logan Falk you saw James Venn play two great games against Estevan last week Uh, so like there's there's been a ton of guys in that six to 13 range and and beyond that have have like even read the lawn one goal uh was it rookie of the week or goalie of the week the one yep. week earlier this year so um a lot of a lot of really important players on that list uh top to bottom yep cam herlicka is another good example not he's not in the top five but i mean how many times have we said on either this show or sjhl weekly just how valuable his play is for you know, the Estevan Bruins this season. And I don't know if they would be in the position that they're in without his stellar play. And I mean, he's logged the most minutes in the Saskatchewan junior hockey league from a goalie. He's appeared in the most games and it'll be interesting to see if a, he can continue that, but if he can also improve his stats, because his stats have been very good, solid, very good, despite being in as many games as he has been. 
tied for the league league in shutouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played seven more games than anyone, any other goalie in the league. And he's logged over 300 minutes more than any other goalie in the league also, uh, like you said. So he's a definition of a workhorse this season uh, out there in Estevan. And for, for his numbers-wise, I mean, with all that time and workload, mm-hmm. you're going to get more of a sample size. So a 913, goals, or a 913 save percentage and a 292 goals against is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. And he's not even in the top five, like you said, but in terms of his workload and his importance to his team, he, you know, he's right up there in terms of the discussion. Yeah, I think the goaltending this year in the SJHL has been second to none. I mean, when you think about it, with 13 goalies above 900, a 900 per se percentage, statistically, that means, you know, there's at least one one goalie on each team that's above 900. That might not be the case. There are some teams that have uh, two goaltenders that are definitely playing well. I mean, we talk about in LaRange where you have Topher Chirico and, of course, Dawson Smith. Both have yeah. had outstanding seasons. Both top six. We talked about Melfort. Yeah. You know, there's teams in... You know, that's good for, for especially contending teams that are going to be near the top of the standings to have two goalies like we saw with it with LaRange last week. Let's you play it. four games in essentially four and a half days, and as a result, you don't have to you don't have to have one goalie just do do the w- workload. You can have them each play two, and you're going to do just fine. Yeah, and we talked to um, Kevin Kaminsky uh, yeah. last week, if I'm not mistaken, and it was well, that was part of the conversation was it doesn't matter who they put out there in terms of nope. their netminder. They have confidence as a team. And that's a big thing, confidence in your goalie as well, mm-hmm. um, going into each and every night if you know you have a chance to win. Let's get into topic number three now as we continue to move along. Now, we just talked about goalies stopping goals. Here's Let's the talk opposite. about the opposite of teams scoring goals yeah. at home. It's the uh, Sask Energy Goals for Kids Sport, of course, update. Uh, we are in the middle of the month here. And with that, let's have a look. Now, last time we showed you guys this, Battlefords was running away with this. It wasn't even close Correct. at the time. It is much closer now because teams have caught up in home games. So, Jeremy, what stands well, out for you? So, what, uh, to add to that is last update we did was on October 27th. And you might have remembered that Battleford pretty much played the whole month of October right. at home. Yeah. So, that's why they were so far ahead. And now, as a result, they played some games on the road. A lot of other teams have played some home games as well. But you're starting to see it kind of balance out for sure. And you're seeing, obviously, you know, the top teams in the league are going to be near the top of the the uh, the kids sport cup standings as well, but here's some uh, here's some stats for you, Clark. Oh, you got some fun you, facts. Yeah, you love the numbers. I love numbers. So uh, as of right now, all those goals from one to twelve, that brings us to 474 goals scored at home so far this season, going into Friday night's games because there are no games tonight. So since we last checked in on October 27th, that is up. 131 goals and that's only about what two and a half weeks two mm-hmm. and a half three weeks yeah so that's yep. pretty good do you know how much that means has been raised for well, if you're sport? in the buildings jeremy can you say it uh, do you remember how the read sounds in the buildings when they do score a goal sure. and that's another something something yeah. goals for kids sport. twenty dollars for kids sport. exactly so what would it not i mean what would the overall number be what you, you want to know the total i'm very curious the total right now is nine thousand four hundred Eighty dollars, and where are we going? Just higher. We're higher, going baby. higher. We're going, We're going higher. higher. Baby. So uh, <laughs> a big shout out to I guess all the home teams scoring goals. It's yeah. I mean it's good to see, and uh, well on the way to I think it's capped out at twenty thousand dollars. So well on the way to getting to that max. We'll have to check in at the end of the month uh, in two weeks, see where we're at, and get an update following uh, the last games before Christmas. But uh, 
perfect segue because one team that found the back of the net a, a few times at home last night was the Melfort Mustangs. And as a result, we get to now bring in the play-by-play voice of the Melfort Mustangs, Matt Barrett. There he is. Matt, how are we doing today? Doing good, boys. How are you guys? You know, we're living the dream. We're staying warm. Uh, we're talking hockey. And we're going to talk Melfort Mustangs with you. I, first and foremost, how obviously a 4-1 win last night at home against the Weyburn Red Wings. How was the game? It was one of those gut check wins is kind of what I called it. It was uh, not pretty, but it didn't have to be. Um, you know, Melfort was missing Captain Ben Tkachuk, uh, missing Leighton Hawaiian as well on the blue line, and missing two assistant captains as well. Uh, like, you take those four out of most lineups, and they're going to be hurting. But uh, this team was not hurting last night. It was kind of a grind it out, grease it out type of victory. Um, Joel Favre was fantastic when he had to be. And uh, the power play came to play and uh, worked out where uh, they battled through it and um, managed to get away with the win in one of those games where it could have could have felt like a trap game, maybe. For sure. So three game winning streak now for the Melfort Mustangs after those two wins in Estevan. And then, of course, last night against Weyburn. What have you kind of seen from this team in the last three games that maybe you didn't see uh, earlier on this season for them to get on a little little bit of a heater right now? They're scoring goals. That's the main thing, really. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, got, you can't win if you can't score. So uh, they're playing with a lot more confidence with the puck. Uh, the power play is really buzzing. Um, guys like Zach Summers, Ryan Dugan, and Riley Ash are, are really taking over uh, with, you know, of this team. Uh, you know, Ben Tkachuk, Clark Huxley, Naden Hutchinson maybe haven't been out in the net as much as they have liked. Um, but that doesn't mean they haven't been doing things on other ends of the ice either. But when you can score goals and when you can get key goal scoring, um, you know, they uh, they manage to uh, be able to buckle down defensively. And, you know, you saw this weekend against Estevan. They didn't give up very much whatsoever. Now, we've talked about the Melfort Mustangs on both of our shows plenty, just about, I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, we definitely thought, you know, Melfort was going to be one of the top teams in the league. And they still can obviously be one of the top teams in the league. But it's been a up and down start to the year uh, for the Mustangs. What have you made of the start? Yeah, inconsistency, right? I think right. there was one point where they were under 500 and they hadn't lost back-to-back games in all year. But they hadn't won back-to-back games either all season. It was It may have been one of the weirdest, you know, 12 to... 14 game starts to a season I've ever seen in this league. Um, and, you know, they go in one night, uh, you know, go into battle for it, beat them in a shootout, and, you know, grind it out and really run with the North Stars. And then the next night they give up seven against Kindersley. So, um, you know, it was, it's kind of that sort of start to the year, but they seem to have sort of found some chemistry with the lines, found some, uh, you know, some confidence and uh, have really bought in defensively first. Uh, and with that comes the offense with this system. And they've really started to sort of figure that out, I think, over the last, you know, 10 games or so. You know, we, we know the the Ben Tkachuk's. We know the Joel Favreau's of the Melfort Mustangs. But who are some players that maybe be, may be flying under the radar for the Mustangs so far this year that have kind of caught your eye? Well, as of late, I mean, you look at Zach Summers. I mean, this kid might be the best 2004-born player in the SJHL uh, Call uh, if you want, um, but he's got you know eight points over his last three, and he's got four goals over his last three. Like this kid is outrageously good. The local boy, uh, you know, playing with Riley Ash and Ryan Dugay right now, and, and they seem to be lighting it up. Uh, but 
even, you know, on the blue line, I think one uh, nobody really gives a ton of credit to, but I think deserves way more, is assistant captain Leith Olofsson. Uh, he had a stretch to start the year where he had four goals in the first five games, and he didn't win defenseman of the week. I mean, uh, just one of those stretches. He is one of these people on this team. You can trust him in any situation. Um, and really, he hits like a Mack truck, uh, and he breaks the puck out well of his own zone. Uh, he's solid defensively. Just everything you want out of, you know, a right-handed big defenseman, that's what Leith Olofsson is. And, uh, you know, schools should be, you know, uh, keeping an eye on him, I think, as well. Now, you've seen a lot of hockey already this season, but between obviously being around the Melfort Mustangs and teams coming in and out of the Northern Lights Palace. But through two months, when you look at the entire Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, what kind of stands out so far this season from a league standpoint? Uh, the goaltenders, for one, at sort of a more general level, you guys had talked about it before I came on, and really look at the goaltenders. You have so many guys over 920, like put the names in a hat and pick your goaltender of the year right now. I think, uh, you know, Josh Cote has been probably the the highlight of the year. Um, he's been fantastic. But then even guys like Joel Favreau, who we knew were going to be good. Mm-hmm. Laser Humes found a home and Dawson Smith and LaRange, like, Cameron Licka has really shown that he can be a starter in this league. It's it's awesome to see all the netminders performing well and uh, really showing that this, uh, you know, what this league is. And even just from a team perspective, who expected, you know, the North Stars to not lose in regulation over what is it now, 20-some games. Um, and, you know, they haven't really had a ton of scares, a couple of overtime losses, sh- uh, shootout losses, but I don't think they were ever in too much trouble mm-hmm. in any of those games where they had to claw their way back. You know, they were probably within a goal most of those nights. So those are kind of the two that stick out to me. And the 16-year-olds that we're seeing in this league as well. I mean, uh, Riley Ash, Karsten Cater, Eric Kale, Brock Evans. Um, you know, it's great to see the league get a little bit and see some of these 16-year-olds come in and, and really make an impact right away. Now, I, I got to bring up something the last time you were on here on oh, okay. SJHL Insider. You made the bold prediction that all four Sherwood Division teams would make the playoffs. Now, while doing my prep this morning, I looked, and if the playoffs started today, all four Sherwood Division teams would be the playoffs. Um, I guess, first and foremost, are you sticking with that prediction for the end of the season? I will stick with my guns for that one. The Nippon Hawks are a better team than their record is showing. The Melford Mustangs haven't seen them yet this year, but uh, they are a good team. You're going to tell me uh, the team with the second leading goal scorer in the league is not going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> um, so I, I think the Nippon Hawks will find a way to fight their way into the playoffs somehow, whether they're the seventh seed or the eighth seed. I think they're going to make it. Um, I, I think that home ice advantage for Nippon plays to their advantage it's such a small rink and it's tough to play in the cage in Nippon and be the way they get into the playoffs and then I think you look at Flynn Flom, LaRange and Melfort take your pick on who's going to win the division between those three and it wouldn't surprise me if those if the other two meet in the first round of playoffs the, the Sherwood division is the best division in the SJHL well, I, okay, I, you've predicted that through two months of the season so far. So I guess my next question is, can you also provide the winning lottery numbers for the next lottery? I wish. No? I okay, wish. Fair enough. If, if I could do that, I'd be, I'd be a really rich man, unfortunately. Fair enough, fair enough. I figured I would just yeah. ask. Okay, final question for you. Uh, Melfort Mustangs in Humboldt on Saturday to take on the Broncos. What do you expect from the matchup? 
Uh, it's going to be a battle. It's yeah. it's one of the turning out to be one of the best rivalries I think in the SJHL. Um, these two teams don't like each other, don't like each other in bit. And uh, you know Humboldt's kind of come back down to earth after starting the year eight and zero. And uh, you know this Mustang team seems to be playing their best hockey of the year right now. So this kind of seems like two trains going head to head that are are going to collide. And I, I expect fireworks. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to you know see these two go at it unfortunately it's not a home and home but you know that's fine i'll take the one game for right now for sure it's shaping up to be a great game to say the least well matt we appreciate your time thanks so much for hopping on the show and have a great call on saturday thanks boys appreciate it all right that is the play-by-play voice of the melfort mustangs matt barrett always great to have matt on the show the first two-time appearance on the show he's the (laughs) first person to get uh the encore you weren't here for his uh, his debut edition. Yeah, no, I missed that one. Uh, but you know what? I saw it, and it was great. And now he was great again. Mm-hmm. And he's turning into a guy who, uh, you know, maybe he'll make a third. Maybe he'll be the first three time appearance as well. Who knows? Well, I, we'll see. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Maybe. But, uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, I, I, I and it's funny because since he came on the show, I I have probably brought up that prediction to you a few times a couple times yeah. a few times because yeah. the, especially with through my travels and everything seeing uh those four teams play i started to become a believer yeah. in that and I, and I mean again like going into tonight's or going into uh friday as of right now all four teams are in a, in a playoff spot yeah and we've how many times have we talked about uh as of this moment how many of the teams that are currently in a playoff spot will be finishing in a playoff spot right. and you know right now between seven and and 11 it's it's a four-point battle right now and even when you go down to 12 it's only a six-point battle so there's still a lot of jostling to happen in that area but with Nipawin kind of hanging on to that last spot right now it's it's definitely a big weekend and and them losing earlier this week doesn't help that uh but you know they're still definitely right in that mix and we talked to Tad Cozen as well sure. earlier this week. We talked to Maguire Ratzlaff earlier this week, and it seems like there's a, some confidence in that group yep. in Nipawin. So I wouldn't expect anything less. And I think with Nipawin, they are a young team, and usually we've seen through junior hockey, usually teams that are very young, they just get better as oh, yeah. the year goes on. Yeah. So for the Nipawin Hawks, I mean – the sky's the limit. They're a very young team, and they're going to be a scary team, I think, next year too. But yeah. definitely they're in the mix for a playoff spot this year. One thing I didn't bring up with Matt that I, do, I want to bring up with you, though, is if you do look at the standings, this three-game winning streak by Melford has really – they've kind of separated – they've given themselves some separation from those bottom six teams, and now they're kind of creeping up to being in that, that top six. And that's where we kind of thought they were going to be this year. And, I mean, Matt mentioned it. Between Flinflon, LaRange, and Melfort, you know, those are three very good teams in the Sherwood division. Oh, absolutely. And we talked about last week we, mm. that there was a starting to see that bit of a split. Yep. Um, and obviously, I think before, after our episode last week, uh, Melfort won two games, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. So that was when you, that split even got to that sixth team. And one thing, too, that I'm just looking at, and as my, my numbers brain sure. is, is clicking off, uh, the goal differentials. If you look at the goal differentials, that's a big thing that I always keep an eye on throughout the year. And you talk about that divide in terms of team points. 
the goal differential divide is also there. You mm -hmm. go positive all the way down to six. Estevan, surprisingly, is a minus nine. They've won games, but they've also lost games in a big way as well. Yeah. That's kind of the weird part yeah. of how Estevan... They've also played more games than anyone else. But, yeah. um, but after six, it gets to the negatives, right? So it's sure. very... It's becoming that split that we would expect when it comes to standings, wins and losses and everything. And that also happens with parity too, yeah. right? Yes, having absolutely. those Having goal differentials like that, you're going to see that with parity. And I mean, for Estevan, I mean... They had, They're kind of the outlier at the moment. They also had one really bad game near the beginning, at the beginning of the season. That kind I mean. of really yeah. affect, definitely affects that uh, goal differential. A I couple games. I don't that think they're a, a negative goal no. differential team with, especially with how uh, good their goaltending is. Uh, we t alluded to it with Matt Melfort Humboldt. That's going to be a great game this Ooh, weekend, yeah. but it's a great weekend of games. Uh, so let's pull them up. Friday. Let's start five games on the schedule. Big one in Melville. Estevan takes on the Millionaires. Yorkton plays host to the Notre Dame Hounds. Flynn Flon takes on the Battleford's North Stars. That game is not at the Access Communications Center in North Battleford. It is in Wilkie, Saskatchewan. Wilkie. The community of Wilkie going to get uh, an SJHL hockey game. Going to be a great matchup between two of the top teams in the league. Two nationally ranked teams as well. So if you're in the Wilkie area, I highly Recommend going. I believe to that that's game. what they call a marquee. That is what they call a marquee matchup. Uh, also, a marquee matchup, in my opinion, at least this weekend. We're going to get into it. Kindersley against Nipwin. Two games at the West Central Event Center in Kindersley. Crucial games between these two teams. And if it's anything like the game that they played last Friday, those are going to be great games. And then, of course, finally, last but certainly not least, the Wayburn Red Wings continue their road trip in Larange against the Red Hot. LaRange Ice Wolves. Moving on to Saturday. Estevan against Yorkton. Interesting to note, Yorkton has Estevan summer this year. 2-0 yeah. against the Bruins. Yes, I know those were at the beginning of the season, but still worth mentioning, 2-0. You'll see Flynn Flon against Battlefords once again. Note the start time, 2 o'clock, and that is because they are going to be not be playing at the ACC in North Battleford. They will be playing... In Battleford. The regular Battleford. <laughs> so it took me a little bit to figure this yeah. out, but well, I figured it out eventually. Yeah. When you texted me that, I'm like, yes. um, are, you, are you sure you wrote that correctly? I wrote that correctly. But yes. 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 So, but also, again, note the start time, 2 o'clock. Uh, it's an afternoon game. Uh, the Melford Mustangs, we mentioned, they are going to be in Humboldt taking on the Broncos. Broncos parents weekend. Ooh. So they're going to be uh, motivated to get up we and go. We saw what happened in LaRange's parents weekend. That was week. parents week. Week. Yeah, yeah, not often you see a full parents week. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned Nip winning Kindersley again, 730 start time at the West Central Event Center, and then LaRange and Weyburn in the matchup uh, on Saturday. Then worth mentioning on Grey Cup Sunday, just the one game on schedule. Note the start time. Again. Love saying note the start time. <laughs> uh, the Humboldt Broncos play the Flin Flon Bombers. Four road games this week for Flin Flon. And uh, got to give, you know what? Let's give kudos to Rory, our good friend Rory and Humboldt. Moving the start time of this game to 3 o'clock because the Grey Cup starts at 5, I do believe. 5 or 6? Somewhere around there. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah. So, as a result, what they're doing is they're going to have the hockey game. It's awesome. And then they're going to have a Grey Cup uh, showing party on the Jumbotron. 
What a warm-up. What a perfect warm-up to the football game to hang out at the rink for a couple hours, watch a really good hockey game, by the I, way. I was going to say, I think the hockey game's the main event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, there you go. To be honest I mean, you. let's be real here. I don't know uh, how good the football game's going to be. Yeah, but this exactly. Isn't, this isn't It'll CFL be a good way to The football game will be a good way to settle down after right, what right, will right. be a rowdy right. hockey you game. You could actually, after only sitting on the edge of your seat for the hockey game, you'll actually get to sit on the full seat. <laughs> sit back and yeah, relax. you'll get to relax. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, some really great matchups and uh you know we talked about the marquee ones of course um, okay what what but, what one stands out for you yeah i was gonna say if we can go if back you had to pick one if you can pull up that i think it was the friday schedule guys if you can pull that up uh really quick there's one that i kind of saw that has some implications um no it was yep yeah, actually it was this one yorkton notre dame now th that one it, because of the fact that notre dame right now is sitting at 18 points and yorkton right now is sitting at 16 points now are they're not in the same division and divisions aren't as they, important yeah, anymore no nope. but if you know yorkton's been a team that they started really well yep. and then they've been finding their way the last little bit now if they can win this game against notre dame essentially tying themselves in the standings with Notre Dame. Right. That could go a long way. And we talked about this, I think it was last week or the week before on this show, Jeremy, mm -hmm. about finding that spark. At some point in the season, something could happen that would spark your team the rest Correct. of the way. And I think if Yorkton can find a win or two in the next little bit, that could go a long way for that organization of being that, that little thing that they needed to get to that next level. Well, you know what that Friday game, though, kicks off for Yorkton? Four-game homestead. There you go. And bing, you know bing, they, bing. Yeah, and I mean, that's a team that hasn't played at home in, in quite some time. Oh, wow. So it has, it's been a while. Ooh, uh, there's since, our song yeah. reference for the week. Yeah, there it is. Dang. Uh, yeah, so it, it, I think it's been like two and a half, three weeks. Right. Since Yorkton's actually got to play at, uh, in Yorkton. So, the, you know, they're going to be motivated to play in front of their home crowds. And they got uh, two home, big home games this weekend for sure mm -hmm. as they take on Notre Dame on Friday and then Esteban on right. on Saturday. So that should be big weekend for them. But I, what I was going to add is when you look at these this schedule for the week, and I think it's going to be like this moving forward. Of course, we talked about kind of that divide between the top six and then the bottom six. And seven to 12, yeah. So when you see this schedule and you see those, the two, say two teams in that bottom six playing each other, those games are just going to be mean even much more. And then yeah. same with that top six. Right. Um, and of course, I've, I mean, every game is going to matter, but I think when you look at the, the schedule and you see kind of those matchups, I think that's what, for me, that's what stands out. So when I see two games in Kindersley mm -hmm. between Nipawin and the Clippers, uh, like those are, in my opinion, those that's are a huge, that's four a points. huge weekend for both yeah. those teams. If one of those teams can go out and get four points, you're setting yourself up pretty good for, to, to bump up, to get a good leap in the standings. That, and let's add to that and mm -hmm. hold the other team from getting those four points. Bingo. And that's where that extra emphasis comes in. And we talk about four point games. Yeah. That's where, you know, kin uh, sorry, Nipawin holding Kindersley from getting points. Right. Uh, would be almost double as important as them just also adding points. We want to hold back those yeah. teams below you from creeping up on you and as well. Yeah, and those top six, yeah. to add to your point from a sure. couple minutes ago, they all want home ice advantage in the playoffs. Yes. So they want to get into that top four discussion. So yes. that all adds to that as well. So there's so many storylines and it's all popping up here. And it's uh, today is what, November 15th, uh, 16th, 17th. 
<laughs> 17th? Yeah, I think so. There you go. Anyways, regardless, that's two months into the season. Yeah. It's two months into the season yeah. as of uh, yesterday. So yeah. uh, Nobody it, is, is even at halfway through their schedule yet. So Well, Estevan's getting close. They're close. <laughs> They're the closest, yeah. They're getting very close. Just about there. Uh, but it's going to get a little quieter for the Bruins two games this week, and then I think only one next week as mm-hmm. well. So it's going to uh, quiet down for them. But yeah, coming back to that point, Nipwin and Kindersley. And Kindersley, remember, another uh, thing worth mentioning too with Kindersley, they play the least amount of games. Yeah, they're still catching up. So they got to get some points in these games. Obviously, you're playing a, a team that's a, you know, you're mm-hmm. right in the mix with. But if you can get points at home against this uh, Nipwin team, you know, it's going to go a long ways, especially we're going to... I'll, I'll mention it now. Their schedule next week is tough. Monstrous, would you say? No. Not quite monstrous? Well, no, I just wouldn't have said that word. Oh, okay. You said tough. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be, it will be a big weekend for them. Yeah. They play, uh, oh, and right. I don't know, yes, the, they course. play five games in six days. Yep. All on the road. And I don't remember the order of it, but it's I'll pull it up it's Melville, it. Yorkton, Tuesday, Wednesday, then Melville, Yorkton, Friday, Saturday. It might be vice versa. And yeah. then they wrap up five games in six days in Wilcox against the Notre Dame Hounds. Yorkton, Melville, Yorkton, Melville, York, Notre there Dame. You so go. you nailed it. Yeah, there you much. go. So, I mean, you have two home games this weekend. Build some momentum going into... Um, a, a big week next week, but we'll, obviously we'll talk about that next week. But yeah. uh, I think a big weekend for those two games. And honestly, now we got to talk about it. Flynn Flon Battlefords. Yeah. I mean, these are, they're, they're two te- two nationally ranked teams. Battlefords ranked net one. I do believe Flynn Flon's 13. Yeah. And they've and been up and down as well too. Flynn Flon, they've been jumping A little bit. Yeah, for sure. Standings. I mean, they, oh yes. yes the yes, national yes. ranks. In, yes. In the yeah. national rankings. I mean, Battlefords, been consistent at number one they have yes but for Flynn Flon uh you get some momentum back getting that win on Tuesday and now you get two games between Flynn Flon and Battleford and it is it's a shame that they can't be played at the ACC in North Battleford because you know that rink would have been rocking oh boy yep um but I think these rings and Wil- uh, Wilkie and Battleford are going to be bumping too I've already seen Twitter's like people talking on Twitter about how exciting it's going to be to be there. I've, I've seen tweets about it. So you know that when, when that happens, it's going to be an, a rocking building in Wilkie. Uh, and uh, that's just going to be a lot of fun for that community. Yeah. They get to see some amazing hockey going on mm-hmm. for a very special night. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to embrace it because they do have so a pretty strong hockey community in Wilkie. They do. They have a great senior hockey program. Uh, I know some people who come out of there and uh, they've, they, they always say good things about that mm-hmm. community. Uh, so they are going to get behind that game. And I just, you know, it's that gonna ring's going to be back. It's going to be a lot it's of gonna fun. Be I almost say we should go. <laughs> we should get there. I don't know if there'll be <laughs> tickets available. No, uh, we might not be able to get in, uh, no. but I think it would be a ton of fun to be there. And, I, I just, you know, make sure if you're around the area mm-hmm. and you're hearing this and you're like, I'm not, I'm on the fence, get to the game. It's going to be a ton of fun. And in that smaller rink, I think and, it'll be a And we talk about, too, with obviously Battleford's 21 games and they've yet to suffer a regulation loss. Yeah. And they're going to have two very difficult games against the Flin Flon Bombers this weekend. 
Finally, uh, the other two games I kind of wanted to touch on is LaRange and Weyburn. Obviously, the Ice Wolves are playing some great hockey. They just won four games in five days at home. They wrap up their homestand against the Weyburn Red Wings. Of course, Weyburn looking to now get back in the win column following that loss to Melfort. Um, What do you kind of make of this matchup? And I guess when it comes to uh, Weyburn, what do you think they have to do to be successful against the LaRange team? Well, I guess there's a little bit of like the rest versus rust sure. debate, a little bit that comes into play. Because like you said, Weyburn's had some time off. They just got the one game to get their legs back under them. Whereas LaRange has been very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a very busy week. Family was in town. They played a lot of games. Uh, so that's, I guess, going to be where I'm going to, you know, is LaRange going to be a you know, Matt Barrett actually made a really good reference. It, they almost, you know, it could have been a trap game for Melfort uh, the other night. Sure. And that's what he, he he quoted as as saying that that was a trap game. I'm wondering if LaRange, you know, I don't think that a Kevin Kaminsky-run hockey team would ever overlook anybody. Never. Um, and we talked to that about well, when Walker Kevin, Jerome was on the show, and Kevin even yeah, mentioned Kevin it. Kevin said that, yeah. Every night is every, is a different night. It's a yeah. unique. No team is anybody, any better or worse than any other because team. Because they had that conversation after that loss in Nippling. For sure. And uh, maybe because they kind of noticed a trend of yeah. that happening. So I don't expect that to be the case. Um, and Weyburn's going to have their hands full because LaRange is – they're they're jumping right now. Like mm-hmm. they're they're playing really well. Yep. Uh, we talked about their goaltending earlier in the show. Their scoring is picking up, and they've you know they've added mm-hmm. some pieces throughout the year to kind sure. of boost that. So um, Weyburn's going to have to come out with their A plus game against for that one. Uh, that's for those two. An yeah. understatement. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some tough weekends for a couple of teams uh, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and and for Weyburn if they can get some points on the road and. Uh, a very difficult rink to play in. I also look at when it comes to difficult weeks. I look at, um, I look at Flynn Flon's schedule as well. That's a difficult week. I think you you're on the road in Nipwin on Tuesday. Obviously, you get the two points, but now you're going to go play Battlefords for two games. And you know, I guess it kind of takes away the home ice advantage because neither team has really played in either rink, so that's good. Yeah, guess, but then yeah. you play two afternoon games too, and that kind of you know it, it's it comes back it's almost like the showcase again where you're playing at times that you're not kind of familiar with, but you play a two o'clock game and then a three o'clock game. At least that'll, you know, the first one will help you prepare for the second one, but yeah, tough, tough games though. Two against Battleford and one against Humboldt. Yeah. I mean, what a weekend. And sometimes with those early games, you kind of, you throw your routine out the window a little bit and you kind of just go out and play and and maybe we'll see some really interesting games in that regard. Uh, Maybe some high scoring ones, maybe, you know, maybe some of the strategies are a little off or whatever it happens to be, but either way, (laughs) what a weekend for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a tough one. And of course there's a couple of, key div- divisional matchups obviously too with Melville playing host to Estevan on Friday and Estevan in York yes. on Saturday I mean yes. we say it each week every game is going to be uh, um, an important one and we'll see if you know some of those some of those teams that are struggling that we kind of talked about see if they can bounce back and get back in the win column I know Melville only two and eight in their last 10 looking to try and snap a I think it's a five game losing streak right now so they're looking to try and bounce back and hopefully for them they've they've had a week off since their last game they can have a good week of practice and then maybe they'll bounce back against Estevan. Well, we talk about, we, how, how often do we talk about how good those Battlefords guys have been at the top of the league scoring? Mm-hmm. Dole, Southgate, and Bell. 
right behind them, Kane and Wills. Right. Uh, and those are Melville's, you know, go-to top guys. Yep. We saw them a couple weeks ago. Man, are they talented. Very and talented. And we've seen, we've seen Melville tinker a little bit with their roster. Yep. Adding Ethan Anstey the other day. Uh, you know, they've added a couple other guys here and there the last few weeks. Uh, so there may be, they, we've talked about it all year, that secondary scoring for Melville. I think they've obviously noticed that, and they're adding to it. So we'll see if that maybe is uh, something that we see as a trend going forward. And that is their lone game of the week as well. 11 games on the schedule this weekend. So if you are in one of those communities, be sure to get to your local rinks and check out all these games. They're all going to be very good. Of course, like we mentioned, Flynn Flon against Battlefords on Friday is in Wilkie. And then the Saturday afternoon game, two o'clock start between Flynn Flon and the Battlefords North Stars will be played in Battleford, not North Battleford. Um, so be sure to stay up to date at SJHL.ca and you can find all the all the schedules and everything like that, standing stats, you name it. But of course, if you want to stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, follow us on social media, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is free. It is growing. You can see all of our SJHL Insider shows, SJHL Weekly, our women in the SJHL, hosted by Megan Hayhurst. They've been great. Uh, All of our other features coming to the uh, YouTube channel as well. we got a lot kind of cooking in the can right now. Uh, So stay tuned. There's a lot more coming, and, you know, there's been a lot uh, going out on the YouTube channel. Highlights as well. I forgot to mention that. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel because there's a lot of great uh, content coming your way. And, of course, if you want to listen to this show on demand, SJHL Insider, SJHL Weekly, subscribe to our uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple or Spotify. And, of course, our podcast sponsor is SGI for their audio podcast sponsors. So thank you so much, SGI, for sponsoring that. But of course, there's so many great sponsors that we have for uh, SJHL Insider and SJHL Weekly, Cantera Seeds, Sastel, Capital Auto Mall, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, who also present all of our coaches' interviews, Chevrolet, Tourism Saskatchewan, Direct West, SGI, SGU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, and RBC. Thank you so much for your support. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to put on these shows each and every week. And we wouldn't be able to talk about, uh, you know what, the league that uh, we care so much about. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. If you can't make it out to any of the games this weekend, be sure to go to Hockey TV. You can watch all the games online. And I've been told... I do believe those games in Wilkie and Battleford will also be on Hockey TV, so that is good news as well. If Great you news. Are, if you are unable to get a ticket, because they're going to be they're going to be uh, flying, flying from the uh, ticket office flying. for sure for those two games in those communities, uh, you can subscribe to Hockey TV. It's just twenty nine ninety nine a month, and you can catch all the games you want in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and you can also watch games on demand as well. But if you can't watch the games. Uh, online or make it to the games stay tuned to the SJHL socials where you can see all of the highlights for the league 11 games on tap this weekend be sure to tune in for Clark Monroe my name is Jeremy Corrigan and this has been another great episode of SJHL Insider enjoy the games this week everyone (laughs) 